Ooh, what would we do, baby, without us? Shalala. Hello, and welcome to another very special episode of Alex B. Keaton is my friend. I'm your friend, Phil Vecchio, and on this episode, we'll be discussing Season 5, Episode 4 of Family Ties. This episode is titled, My Back Pages, and it originally aired on October 16th, 1986. And with me, as always, to discuss this episode is my very special co-host, Keith. Phil, how are you? Good, good. How are you doing? I am doing most excellent, same as always. How about you? Doing great. We're approaching spring break, so we're in that frantic phase of getting everything done we can, you know, packing, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, You're not doing, like, Frontier or Spirit or anything, right? No, no, no. Nothing nothing like... I mean, this is our first (laughs) time flying since, like, 2020, like, early 2020, you know, like, the beginning of the year. Oh, so, wow, really? Yeah, I mean, I've seen enough YouTube videos, I'm a little nervous of, like, people are crazy now on airplanes. That is true, although I, I've taken a couple of flights and I haven't had an issue, so I think you'll be okay. Well, that's good. Especially going to Hawaii. Everyone's going to be chill there, right? Yeah. Well, I because would. people are going to go on vacation, so everybody wants to just true. relax, have a good time. It's the way home, then, that i got to worry about is what you're telling me. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody starts to stress back out again. Back to the mainland. (laughs) Right? Oh, that's the worst, too. Are you taking, like, a red eye when you come home? Or, like, is it one of those ones where you On the way home, we are. On the way there, it's, like, just, uh, you know, middle of the day. But it's red eye in the way. Okay. Yeah, we're very excited. We booked swimming with the Manta Rays. Nice. And I will tell you this. I think we've mentioned this on the show. I know we've talked about this more in Mandir and Orange Show. But we want to swim with the Manta Rays. The concern was there was like a weight limit, and I, I didn't quite hit it, and I you know knew that I needed to like lose weight to get to there. So we've been working on that. Things have been going well, but I was kind of concerned because it's just like it's going to be close. So I called them up to see like, hey, like how strict is it? Like, are you standing me on a scale? You know, do I have to have like my wetsuit on when you weigh me? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how like close it's going to be, right? Like, right. if I'm like, in, can like, I just be naked or whatever, <laughs> right? Like, it's Tom <laughs> weighing in in the bathroom, so does that count, right? <laughs> right. And the lady was like, "Well, like we might be able to like fudge on like a pound or so, but like it's really strict, right?" And I'm like, "Oh man!" Like, and then I'm stressing out because then like you know between we leave the house and we go there and it's a few days and we're on vacation and I'm vacation eating like what if I gain a pound or two or something so I'm like stressing about it and so then we like looked in there Janelle's like well there's other companies let's just look around and like none of the other companies mentioned a weight limit so we found like another one that was actually like even higher rated and I called them up and I was like yeah I just want to know like what's your weight limit she's like weight limit weight limit what are you talking about I'm like I don't know, like, another company said this, and she's like, no, you're fine. I don't know what they're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, this is the ocean. You're fine. you're fine. You're going on a a boat, you know. We're going to go see giant animals, so. Right? uh, So we booked it So now it doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't. I still want to be in good shape. I'm still exercising. I'm still eating carefully, and it's going in a good direction. But now I don't have to, like, stress about it so much. Yeah, because I think sometimes the stress actually adds weight to you. Yeah, I mean, like, it's, ah, and then if I, like, you know, eat a little, some chips or something I wasn't supposed to, I'm like, ah, it's not going to work, you know. like. Yeah, what if you had Maui chips or something? Yeah, I mean, seriously, and that's, 
like I said, when we get on vacation, I, you know, I mean, it's easier to eat careful when you're at home, but, you know, we're in the airport and there's limited options. I, who knows what I'm going to eat yeah. there? Yeah, I mean, it's whatever whatever's in your terminal, and if it's a Burger King, you know, God help you. That's right, see? So, <laughs> we went with the uh, no weight limit one, but still reaching for that goal, and uh, that, that'll be good. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, congratulations, because that's way better news. It is. Well, it's less stressful, um, for sure. <laughs> yeah, so. 200%. I bring up all of this, by the way, to let everyone know that we are heading into spring break here. And so our show, Alex B. Keaton is my friend, is going to be on our, you know, our, our brief hiatus as we go into spring break, probably a couple of weeks here. And so don't stress or don't worry. That's all part of the plan. And we'll yes. be back, uh, you know, after that to uh, our regularly scheduled programming. Well, Phil, I have kind of kept this in my back pocket, and so I feel like I'm really ready to unveil what we're going to do during spring break. Oh, what are you going to do? Stay home. <laughs> I have to work. Oh, oh man. Wah, wah. Oh. <laughs> well, Heidi and Griffin are going to go on a missions trip, actually. They're going to um, uh, Niños de Baja Orphanage in Mexico, and so they're going to be gone Thursday through Saturday, one of the weeks. So I'll be holding down the fort with Aiden and the two little girls. And so, but I still have to do my job. And uh, so, you know, no vacation during spring break for us this year. Well, I mean, there's a lot of fun stuff to do in Ukaipa and Calamesa and the surrounding area, right? Oh, yeah, 100%. So that's exciting. You know, we actually drove home through Oakland tonight. And you would be shocked at how much snow they still have. I didn't realize how much they have. Oh, I believe it. Because, like, Big Bear is still in their, like, snowpocalypse. You still oh. can't go up there if you don't live there. Yeah. My parents, like, it took them, like, half an hour to shovel just to get into their house when they finally made it home. Oh, so they did let them get home. They did, yeah. So they they let, if you have, like, you know, it's for residents only, so... If you have, you have to have, you know, your driver's license has to show you live there. It's not for like vacationers, you know. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. So they were able to go home because, like, I mean, they have like dogs and stuff. And, you know, they had someone that was like watching the dogs for them, but like, you know, that <laughs> they were only supposed to do it up until like a week ago or whatever, you know. <laughs> so I guess that situation was becoming, you know, not good. So. Right. <laughs> um, they were like, okay, this is kind of. got to get up there. <laughs> I have to climb over, you know, 10 feet of snow to get to your house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do your parents so. have like a snowblower and all that stuff? Or is it so infrequent that they wouldn't keep one of those things? No, I mean, they get a good chunk of snow every year. This is like the biggest in a long time, but they always get, you know, a few feet of snow. Okay. Um, so I don't think they actually have a snowblower. My dad loves shoveling snow. It seems weird, but like it's one of his passions and he'll tell you all about it. Like if you talk to him. Uh, you know, he loves it. You got to like start shoveling while the snow the snow is still soft because if you let it melt, oh yeah, and then it like refreezes, then it's hard, and you'll never get through that lower ice layer. I mean, like he will tell you a strategy for hours. So, okay, yeah, it's it's he's a serious shoveler. Okay, all right. Does he have like a playlist or anything that he's listening to as he's doing it? Or I don't think so. Just the sounds of nature. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Although he does sing a lot to himself too, so you know. <laughs> nice, nice. Okay, all right. Well, 
I was uh, I was pleasantly surprised, but then also I was kind of shocked to see how much snow there was. But I mean, I've still been like seeing uh, on the news like there was a bunch of people who were just there on like a vacation or whatever a holiday, and they had brought the food with them for the time that they were going to be there, and then they got snowed in, yeah. and so they were kind of uh, in dire straits. So yeah, it, there's some rough situations. It's I mean, it's crazy. But if you can't go anywhere and you only have what's what's in your house at the moment. Depending on how prepared you were for it, you know. Right, yeah. I mean, you know, if it's an Airbnb or something, hopefully there's a few like, you know, weird cans of something in the pantry, but otherwise <laughs> right. you know, you're eating uh snow. <laughs> yeah. And that's no good. Of that around at least. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope everything goes well for them. It keeps clear and people get out there. It is, however, really good for California as far as like our uh, drought is concerned. Like that's helpful, so that's good. Yeah, and now we're gonna start the next series of uh, of rainstorms, and it's yeah they call it the Pineapple Express because it comes up from Hawaii, and so we're supposed to get kind of quite a few storms back to back. So I'm wondering if you're gonna get any of that, you know, in Hawaii because it's coming from Hawaii. Well, the weather right now, according to what I've been looking at, is just like, you know, rains every day there. Always. Yeah. The That's like, normal. Yeah. But it seems like a lot of it, you know, because like when we've been there before, it'll rain a bit and then it doesn't rain. Just kind of constantly going off and on. It seems a little more steady right now, but I don't know. Who knows? Hmm. Not I, said the chicken. Sha la la la. Well, that's our vacation uh, report and our weather report and uh, (laughs) snorkeling report, all that stuff. Very, very exciting stuff. Yeah. So there is one more report that we have to give, Phil. What's that? So somebody was on a television show. Well, (laughs) depends on when you listen to this, but on March 6th. That's right. Yes. That's right. You were on Let's Make a Deal. I was on Let's Make a Deal. Now, uh, if you watch the episode from March 6th, you'll see Janelle and I on the show. We are in the audience. I'm dressed as a wizard. Janelle is like my sorceress wife. We are featured like uh, quite a bit, like applauding and stuff. But we, I mean, I guess this is, I don't want to spoil too much, but this episode, we're just audience members that are kind of featured. But there is another episode that I'm on that I do have more involvement on. Um, coming up, and I don't remember the exact date. Uh, I should probably like know this, but I'll we'll post about it, and <laughs> yeah, you guys see when it happens. You know, yeah, maybe yeah. we can even link to the show or something. Or the good news is, like, if you're watching um, Family Ties on Paramount, you can actually watch Let's Make a Deal as well. So that's, that's right. how I watched it. Yeah, and that's actually how we watched it too, because it ha- you know aired live during the day when Janelle's at work and the kids are at school. So yeah, so you just go back and watch it later on that we same. Watch it out. Do you watch it the same day? Yeah, I watched it a day late. So I think that they put it on. I don't know, three or four o'clock, something like that. It was already up. Was oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, definitely check that out. It's fine. I mean, you'll definitely be able to see us in that one, but well, you'll be able to see me a little bit more in the next one. So I might have paused the video at one point and uh, taken a photo, and I think I should post that in our group. Oh, you should definitely do that. For yeah. sure. And it's a great photo of you and Janelle, and then there's some lady who I think was like trying to be like a Madonna type of person. Ooh, she was probably. dressed like you know an '80s person or whatever, '80s girl yeah. or whatever. 
Definitely share that. That that is a good one. <laughs> okay, perfect. So before this comes up, I'm going to post that, and then it'll make more sense when people get to hear this episode. <laughs> right? Yeah, they'll know why. Why did he post that? <laughs> <laughs> oh. I did post. Um, I posted. You know, the typing one the other day, and more recently, I actually posted the uh, record of the baseball coach. Oh, nice. Okay. So, if you guys want to check that out, and I did a little video, which I haven't posted yet, but I will post by the time this is out, of the air traffic controller record. Ooh. Yeah, it yes. still boggles my mind that they have those records available. I know. Or had well, them when available. I, when I see them, you know, at a yard sale or a thrift store or whatever, I'm, I just can't help it. Oh, yeah. I can see why. Th- that's awesome. The air traffic controller, when I got it at a yard sale in Ukaipa, actually, I found it and like, you know, I always poke through the records and it was like a dollar. And I'm like, that's the best dollar I've ever spent. Oh, right. <laughs> Dang. Sha-la-la-la. We should probably talk about this episode that we just watched about of, of Family Ties. Yeah, that's a great idea. I love it. We promised that we would. So I think we should. <laughs> I think we shall. Well... This episode actually does not open up in the kitchen. I know. It was so weird to be in a different room. It opened up in the living room, and it was like a big shot of Ban the Bomb. A big yes. old banner, like hand-painted banner hanging up in the living room. And we find out right away that this is a banner left over from Steven's dorm room that he had up with his roommate, Matt. And Matt, his roommate from college, is coming to visit the family. And Alex, of course, is like, oh, man, another hippie is coming to visit. You know, this has happened a couple of times in episodes previous where they know they're going to wax nostalgic. And um, Alex is just, you know, he's he's not ready for it. Uh, eventually, Mallory comes in and she's like, oh, my gosh, not this, too. You know, so we find out that this roommate of uh, Stevens named Matt, um, well, he also uh, is interested in economics um, in addition to being a hippie, he wrote two books about economics, and Alex perks <laughs> up at this, and Elise is like, yeah, two books. Um, he's like, what are they called? And she said, Capitalism, Don't Make Me Laugh, and then the second one was Capitalism, Don't Make Me Laugh, Part 2. <laughs> <laughs> so he's still very much in his like hippie mindset. We find out that Andy's in this episode, Jennifer comes in, and uh, she's going to take him to the park. Alex says, make sure to get him back because his favorite show is coming on, which is um, Wall Street Week, a financial <laughs> show. Of course, Elise tells him that he's not allowed to watch that. He's only supposed to be watching Sesame Street, but Alex promises to tape it, so it's all good. <laughs> exactly. Oh, lucky Andy. So they head out, and Matt shows up. To the house, and well, first of all, at least welcomes Matt. She says, "Welcome, Matt," and then, I mean, <laughs> "Welcome to our house, Matt." <laughs> and they come in, and they're you know catching up on old times. He sees the banner up, and he says he's got one of those one of the banners in his hotel room. So he's still very much you know excited about his hippie mindset and everything. He brings up a magazine that Steven and he used to uh, edit when they were in college. And it was called The Scavenger and uh, it was a magazine for the discriminating revolutionary that was the subtitle. <laughs> <laughs> They're talking about it and just how great it was that they were, you know, making a difference and protesting and speaking their mind free speech and 
Steven's so happy because Matt has a copy of it. He says that Alex destroyed all of their copies when he was a baby because he didn't agree with the politics in it. And Alex is like, you can't prove it was me. <laughs> and they're like, you left your Nixon rattle on the bookshelf, you know. So it was definitely him that did it. Yeah, <laughs> with a Nixon rattle. So after they've caught up, we go in and they're uh, finishing up a meal. We find out that Steven was not a good cook in college, but he's improved a bit now. And we also find out that Jennifer's bangs are super high in this episode. (laughs) Like, really, really big. And they're fantastic. (laughs) I think that was the only... No, she was in, like, two scenes in the whole episode. Yeah, she just kind of popped into... She took Andy to the park, and then, you know, she was in the kitchen there. And that was it. She didn't get a lot in there, but she got a lot of bangs in there. Oh, no, she was at the very end, too, a little bit. But, again, real briefly. Oh, that's right. Okay. So, they're talking some more after dinner, or lunch, or whatever the meal was, and talking more about this magazine, and Matt is like, hey, you remember we talked about how it would be great to, like, start this up again, and seems like, oh, yeah, that would be great, and, you know, but it was kind of a fantasy, and Matt holds up a check, and he says, welcome to fantasy land, and it turns out that Howie Bordell's uncle died, and he left him $50,000, and he's going to use it to restart the scavenger. What fifty thousand dollars? Fifty thousand dollars, which I guess is enough to start up a magazine. So he yeah. wants to know if Steven's in, and Steven's like he's considering whether he wants to do it. And then we get like a really crazy flashback. OMG, it was nuts. It fades out, and we have young Steven and young Elise and a young Matt working at the newspaper. Mm-hmm. First of all, over the entire flashback they're playing the song Mr. Tambourine Man by Bob Dylan. Oh. Okay. Um oh and earlier I forgot the when the three of them were reminiscing in the living room they all sang a <laughs> song together which was another Bob Dylan song. It's called Blowing in the Wind. Yep. So two Bob Dylan songs there. They always pull out it's the It's kind Bob of funny because Elise started that, and then Steven jumps in, and then Matt comes in after that, and all the kids are like, what uh, in the bloody blue blazes? <laughs> right. I'm out of here. So bad. <laughs> so during this flashback, we find out that Steven and Elise are, you know, Steven's obviously interested in Elise. She's kind of, she's like, oh, you know, keep trying, but he's he's very much interested in dating her. The girl mm-hmm. who plays Elise, we'll talk about later, but she was like, really good at being young Elise. She was, actually. Even, like, with tone and cadence. Yeah. It was really good. It was impressive. So, after he's done, he's, uh, you know, kind of has his little flashback and comes back into the presence. And, uh, oh, well, one more thing that he is so distracted. Steven is so distracted by Elise and being in love with her that he turns in an assignment about Martin Luther King Jr., that actually called him Martin Luther Kong. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so typo. Yeah, a little mistake there. So back to the present now, and Stephen decides he's going to do the magazine, and all of a sudden everything is different. Stephen is like back in, you know, hippie mindset, revolutionary. He doesn't want um, Andy is like hiding bread because he said that um, Daddy told him Americans eat too much. Um, <laughs> Stephen finds some cans in the trash can and comes in. Who threw these cans in there? We're a recycling family, which I think is funny because I guess it was. I mean, everyone sorts recycling now, mostly, right? Everyone's got a blue bin at the very least. Yeah, 
I remember as a kid, like, we didn't have two bins. I mean, we had two bins, one for um, green waste and one for your regular. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think we had a separate one until probably after college. Yeah. Well, yeah, that seems about right. Because when I was in college, I don't know if I've ever told you this. Did you hear, you know, the, like, business that I started up with my roommate in college? No. In the dorms, you know, we all lived in dorms, and there are multiple stories. And if you have your trash can gets full, you got to take it all the way to the dumpsters outside, right? Mm-hmm. So we started up a business where we, like, we bought a big, like, you know, rubber trash barrel. And we would take the trash barrel around and go up and down the hallways of the dorms. And we'd knock on people's door. We were called the Trash Twins. And we offered to take their trash out for a quarter or more. And so any trash they had, they could dump it into the trash can and then just had to pay us a quarter or more. And we would, uh, you know, carry the trash out. And so we'd go door to door until the cans got full, go dump it out, and then come back and start over again. We made so much money doing that that we paid for the entire first Potlucks music release with the change we got from taking the trash out. Are you kidding me? I kid you not. We made over $3,000 doing that over a few months. No. Yep. How, I mean, like, what were people giving you? Because you said a quarter or more. Well, that was so. our trick, see? So we'd say a quarter or more. Well, people are always irritated by change, right? So sometimes people will give us a quarter. Sometimes people will be like, oh, I only have a dime. We're like, we'll take it, whatever you've got, right? But mm-hmm. sometimes they'd be like, oh, I got all this change on my dresser. You just you want this? And we're like, yeah, sure. And they're like, oh, it's irritating. They just give us a handful. Or sometimes they'd be like, oh, I don't have a quarter. Can you take bills? And we're like, yeah, that's fine. And whatever, I mean, people would, you know, often pay more than a quarter. And for some reason, when we went up and down in the girls' dorms, we got a lot more money. Really? Yeah, because we were like, you know, cute young college boys going to the girls' oh, dorms, you know. Duh. <laughs> yeah. The dudes were a lot more stingy with us, let's just say. Yeah, I'm sure the guys are like, hey, if I give you a buck, will you do it four times then? <laughs> right. So... Anyway, all that is to say, at that time, we also, like, we had one trash can, but then we would keep a separate bag, and if people had cans, we'd gather those cans, and then we'd take those in to do recycling, because nobody was recycling stuff. But we, like, had a mm-hmm. deal down at the local recycling place, and we'd take it down. You know, they recycled, like, sheet metal and whatever, scrap metal, I mean, and we would take the cans down there and get money with that as well. Well done, sir. Ah, uh, it, was, it was good times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine what three thousand dollars in in a few months would uh, pay for now? No, not not that much. Well, except that not much. No, it costs a lot less to make CDs now. At the time, that was like, a, you know, that was like the bare minimum to make one short run of CDs. Now I do short runs of CDs for a few hundred dollars. You know. Yeah, I guess technology, and that's if you don't just do it at home by yourself. I mean, that's if you have a professionally mastered, right? Pro- stuff, professionally, right? you know, shrink wrapped, you know, manufactured stuff. You know, obviously you can CDR stuff, but it's different now. Yeah. Actually, I can't anymore because I don't have a CD drive. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at a whole stack of DVDs and CDRs right in front of me here because you never know when you're going to need one. Are they blanks? Yeah, like blank ones with my burner sitting I right can guarantee I have a stack of each one of the DVDs and CDs in a closet right here. And then I've got no way to do anything with them. <laughs> But we didn't get rid of them, that's for sure. You've got a PlayStation. Oh, I mean, like, can't you burn something on that? Or you can't burn them on there? I don't think it'll pl- it'll burn it. It'll play them, though. Yeah, it'll play it at least. So there you go. But yeah, no burn. Well, I, I still cling to the ancient technologies, I realize. 
No. <laughs> you'll be the one that'll be able to do something, you know, in the apocalypse. That's right. You won't have power, but you'll be able to burn a CD. That's right. We'll have music still. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to hold like a laser pin and spin the CD real fast. I can do it. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, back to the Keatons. Like I said, Stephen's going crazy. He's mad that someone's eating English muffins as long as England is occupying Northern Ireland and not allowed to eat English muffins. And <laughs> Mallory and Jennifer are like, we just wanted breakfast, Dad. <laughs> we don't want to hurt Sorry. anyone. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> So Stephen finds uh, the mail on the counter and opens it up, and he finds out there's they got their first letter to the editor. He's like, man, we haven't even published the first issue and we've already got a letter to the editor and it turns out it's the scathing letter talking about how they're these left-wing nuts and how dare they publish and is worse now than it was back in the day and blah blah, blah. and then it turns out it's from Alex <laughs> P. Keaton so <laughs> their biggest fan <laughs> exactly XOXO <laughs> so now we go to the offices of the newspaper and it makes me wonder, because all of a sudden Steven's working for a newspaper, magazine. Steven's working for this magazine, and what he, they don't ever mention like his TV job. So I guess he was just going to do this alongside the TV job? Yeah, but apparently you know, $50,000 goes pretty far if you're going to be able to get like equipment and supplies and, right. and rent, still be able to... <laughs> rent yeah. offices, right? <laughs> get an office, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, and it wasn't just like a single room either. It was like a couple of rooms. Yeah, multiple with desks and chairs and everything. So right away we see that there's already a little bit of uh, tension there. It doesn't seem like Steven and Matt are quite on the same page anymore. <laughs> They're having their meeting and one of them says like, you know, we'll do a protest to launch with the, the first issue, and if there's any luck, we'll get arrested. And Stephen's like, oh, I don't know about that. And Matt's like, come on, Stephen, you used to love getting arrested. And Stephen's <laughs> like, Ugh. So they're just, they're not quite the same. Matt's still a revolutionary, and Stephen's more like a dad now. Mm-hmm. The kids and Elise come and visit him at the office, and they have a present for him. They all chipped in for except Alex. They got right. brought him a dictionary. While they're there, one of the guys who works there, uh, whose name is Wallace, comes in. And he introduces himself to Alex. And he's Alex is like, wait, wait, aren't you the guy that the FBI was looking for? And, and you were on, like, the most wanted list? And, and the guy's like, yeah, that's me. And Alex pulls out a card from his wallet and starts performing a citizen's <laughs> arrest on him. Right. <laughs> uh, the guy's like, no, no, Alex. no, I'm, I'm, I'm clear. I got pardoned. You don't have to arrest me now. <laughs> but oh my gosh, I loved that Alex just had a citizen's arrest card in his wallet, just in case. You never know. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And the fact that he knew that that guy was on the FBI list, the right. whole nine. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so so good anyway the big conflict happened steven is editing uh matt's article which was titled anarchy the sane solution and matt's editing steven's article about the 1988 uh, election and they they do not see eye to eye steven marks all the stuff out on matt's article matt cut steven's article down to like two sentences on a strip of paper <laughs> and they go head to head and matt's like you know you used to be like this you know revolutionary guy and now you're just soft and steven's like oh i've changed and i've grown and i feel that way about some things but you know i don't feel that way about everything anymore and after kind of coming to blow almost coming to blows more yelling but 
you know, they were pretty upset with each other. Steven realizes maybe this isn't for him, and he leaves no. the magazine. <sighs> it's a very short-lived job there, so I hope he didn't quit at the TV station. <laughs> yeah, no, I think uh, they mentioned the, the station there at one point, and I was like, oh, okay, good, so oh. he does still have a job. Oh, that's good. I didn't even catch that, so that's good. Yeah. So back at home, Steven is, like, stressing out. Um, he has kind of a heart-to-heart with Elise, and she encourages him that he, even though he doesn't have the same, like, you know, activism that he once had when he was in college, that he still makes a big difference to his family and people around him. And and uh, then Alex comes in, and, and he has a heart-to-heart with Steven as well, tells him that, you know, even though they don't, like, see eye-to-eye on stuff, he really respects his opinion, and he respects his opinion and, you know, his political views because Steven respects him back, and... They really, really have a, a nice moment there. And then finally, Steven has uh, one final flashback. And it's back to when they were uh, working at the magazine again. And he's actually talking with Elise. And he's still trying to get her to go out on a date. He asked her out. And she's like, man, you're still really won't give up on that. And he tells her he wants to have a child with her. And he already has a name for her or for their first child. <laughs> he's like, you want to know what the name is going to be? It's going to be Freedom P. Keaton, <laughs> which uh, thankfully for Alex didn't pan out, you know. <laughs> no, thank goodness. Good old, could you imagine Freedom P. Keaton? Freedom P. Yeah, we would have been a very different named show. The Freedom P. Yeah, Keaton FPK. is my friend show. <laughs> oh. So, and during the whole flashback, by the way, we have another song. This one is Turn, Turn, Turn by uh, The Birds. It's actually written by Pete Seeger, but famously performed by The Birds. Yes, I caught that. So, we got quite a few music cues. Yeah, I was kind of surprised how many they threw in. That was uh, the end of the episode. We come back out of the flashback and the end. Yeah, it was kind of funny, though, because they come out of the flashback, and Steven's sitting there on the bed, and he's kind of all forlorn-looking, and and then uh, they just go right into the freeze frame, yeah, and I was like, wow. That was it. You think you would have just done the freeze frame with the uh, the young Steven, the hippie Steven? But no, it was just kind of one last nope. shot. No resolution with his friend or anything like that. It just, just ends there. No. Well, I'm sure the next week's episode is going to continue on in this, the story vein here. Hmm. The vein of the story. Let's turn to our guest stars and find out if we do continue that story on or not next week. Ooh. Yeah, good thinking. Sha-la-la-la. I mean, we had quite a few guest stars in this episode. Yeah, we did. Did you recognize any of them, first of all? So Matt actually looks super familiar to me. And then same thing with the lady who was in the office when, you know, they were working for the magazine. I could not for the life of me pick out who they were, though. Okay, well, this is good. Let's do it here. All right. First up, we have credited Matt Gilbert, played by an actor named Sanford Jensen. This is the adult, like the older Matt Gilbert, right? Mm -hmm. He only has 17 acting credits. The last of which was in 1992, so he has not been uh, super active in recent years, obviously. Okay. A lot of just, like, one-off episodes like Perfect Strangers, Murphy Brown, Remington Steele. He was in, like, a couple of movies. He was in Scrooged as, like, a small role. Not a a whole lot. And this is his only episode on Family Ties. Wait, what? Which means there is no resolution with Matt. 
Oh my gosh. Is this the season uh, four finale? Five finale? What season are we in? This five. season five. No, this is <laughs> mid-season. That's it. We That's all we get. No more wow. Matt. Yeah. Okay, so they're just going to drop the ball on this one. They'll just let it go. It kind of seemed like they were going to continue it on, but no. No, he's just Steven huh. is done. He's moved on. He's matured in his thoughts and, and behavior, and that's it. No room for Matt in his life anymore. He's ready to rock the vote with the two party system. That's right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's so like weird to hear some of the political discussion they have and how different and yet how the same some of the stuff is, you know, in uh, current times. Yes, and it's still how frustrating it is. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Well, next we have uh, Cameron Wallace. That was the guy that uh, Alex knew was on the FBI wanted list. Uh, played by an actor named Raymond Singer. And hmm. he's actually been in quite a few more things. Uh, 86 acting credits. But his last oh, wow. one was in 1997. Oh, okay. Also kind of stopped doing it. But he's like in a ton of like TV shows. Like more recent ones like Melrose Place and NYPD Blues. He was in uh, Beverly Hills 90210. A lot of things, uh, you know, hmm. one-offs like that. He was in Star Trek Four: The Voyage Home, the best of the Star Trek movies. Oh, okay. I don't think I've ever seen that one. Are you serious? That's seriously, like, of all the original Star Trek movies, it's the only one Janelle likes. It's, it's like the most broad appeal. You do not have to be into Star Trek to like that movie. Interesting. I think I, I remember liking one and then two, because two is the Wrath of Khan, yeah. right? I, I liked that one, except that I was younger, obviously, when that one came out. And when they put that bug in the in the dude's ear, Ooh, yeah. Ooh, that freaked me out. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, one of the earliest movies I remember seeing in the theater was Star Trek Three, And my dad had to take me out into the lobby <laughs> at some point during that. So, <laughs> What is it with the number threes? You know, Superman 3 for me, Super Star Trek 3 for you. I don't even remember a particular thing that freaked me out other than just, you know. Scary space stuff, you know. Mm, yep, it was all too overwhelming. Before is the best one. That's the one where they go back in time to the 1980s, so it's like all fish out of water jokes. Mm-hmm. And they go back to but save the whales. it was the 1980s. So. But it was the 1980s, right. So it was like all modern jokes. <laughs> oh, man, it's good stuff. That's fun. I'll have to add that one to my list. I, I haven't seen it. Definitely. Another one for our upcoming series. Phil makes Keith watch movies. <laughs> uh, let's see. Well, he also did, uh, I mean, he did stuff all the way back as far as like uh, 1975, including he was in a TV show called Del Vecchio. Oh. Which is uh, kind of cool. I've actually I've come across people who were in that before. It's like an old uh, crime drama type thing. So Okay. Never really watched it, but I know it exists. Oh yeah, that's sometimes that's all you need. Yeah, I know it's out there. <laughs> yeah, and he also did a Remington Steel. Nice. Okay, that's kind of like a temple, you know. If you do family ties, you do Remington Steel. You have to Steel. do it right. It's like just part of yeah. the making the rounds. Yeah. <laughs> so as far as family ties goes, this is his first episode of three. Oh. Really? Yes, Cameron Wallace, the guy who he thought was in, you know, that was wanted by the FBI. This is his first of three. However, his next two episodes are in season six, and they're both two different characters. Oh wow! So he's a different guy every time. Different guy every time. Well, that's probably good for Alex. Yeah, 
after he tried to arrest them, you know, that could get off. <laughs> exactly. So we'll be talking about him again uh, in the upcoming seasons. All right. Okay, next we had Monica, who was like the lady who was on the staff of the newspaper. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the one that I, she looked familiar to me. Yes, she's played by an actress named Janice Lind. And mm-hmm. I don't, I'm wondering what you know her from. She only has 54 acting credits, but that counts as like, um, you know, in, in a project. So if they're on a TV show for more than one episode, it just counts as one credit, right? Oh, sure. Because yeah, yeah. Because she has been on The Young and the Restless, which is a, a, a soap opera. Mm-hmm. She's done 732 episodes. She's been on that show from no. 1973 up until 2021. So my grandma used to watch Young and the Restless. I wonder if in my, you know, reptilian brain here, you know, I remembered that. I mean, it's very possible because that's a lot, a lot of episodes. 730 episodes. Like, that's nuts. That's, I mean, we're only at 101. How does she have time for anything else? I don't know. That's crazy. Oh, my gosh. So what was the year range again? 73 to what? To, To 2021. Oh my gosh, so she just stopped. Yeah. I don't know if the show stopped then or if that's when she stopped doing it, but that's like her most recent credit is uh, all the wow. way up to 2021. So, yeah. You know what? I think most of those soap operas are gone now. Like, they've canceled them or whatever. I think there's only like one left. Yeah. A I think lot of General them. Hospital is the only one left now. Well, I don't think she was on General Hospital, but she was also on another soap opera. Oh, no. Just kidding. She did do a General Hospital episode as well. Oh, wow. So there okay. you go. She's been, did a lot of other like one-offs on TV shows and stuff, you know, like Night Court, Who's the Boss, et cetera, et cetera. But that's kind of like the main thing, like other than just one-offs on episodes. So if you did recognize her, it probably would have been from that. Hey, speaking of Night Court, you know there's a new Night Court, right? We talked about yeah, that. Yeah, we did. I haven't seen it yet, but... Well, I watched the first couple episodes, and I'll be curious to see what your thoughts are. Did you like it? No, okay. not at all. <laughs> yeah, it was not great. Well, I'll let you know if I uh, if I check it out. It's on my list. I have a long queue, yeah. though. I'm just warning you now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to remember what... Uh, oh, it's on Peacock. Oh. And I just happened to be on Peacock when the girls went to bed, and I had a little bit of time to kill. And uh, Heidi was on her phone looking at something, and I just, I started it, and I watched the first one, and didn't love it, and I watched the second one, and I mean, it's okay, it's not great, it just is. I think it would have been interesting if they made it, but it was all about, like, tennis people playing at night, and they just, like, totally changed up the (laughs) whole theme, you know? (laughs) The court that they're doing is tennis court? Yeah, yeah, night court, but it's, like, got double meaning, you know? Well, back to Monica though. This is sorry. Oh no, no, no. That's good. We got We have many tangents. <laughs> yes, we do. This is Monica's only appearance on Family Ties. So again, oh, probably not going to okay. have more news or more magazine appearances. Gotcha. Okay. Up next, we have young Stephen Keaton, who is played by Michael David Wright. He only has five acting credits total. So I'm just going to read them all to you. Oh wow. He was in a movie called No Small Affair, which I've never heard of. He did an episode of the TV show Hotel, which occasionally we've had people we've talked about that were on there. Yeah. He was in a movie called The Malibu Bikini Shop, which I've also (laughs) never heard of. Nope. Definitely a movie that came out in 1986. 
And then he was on one episode of Santa Barbara, which is another soap opera. Huh. As far as Family Ties goes, he's actually done four. He did four episodes of Family Ties. This is his second appearance on Family Ties. But the first one was actually season two, episode 21, Diary of a Young Girl. That's the one where... Jennifer thinks she's well. She has like a surgery, and she's afraid she's gonna die. So she like writes a, a oh. journal out. You remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and played, they're all by the hospital bed. Yeah, yeah. He played. I. He was one of Alex's friends, maybe in that. Kevin Jenkins. I don't remember for sure um, hmm. who he was. I don't know. He was in that episode. And then now in this, you know, he just did Young Stephen Keaton in this episode. And then in season seven, he does two more episodes as Young Stephen Keaton. Oh wow! Okay, so we will see. Interesting, him again. yeah. All right, as young Steven, as so young three out of four, Steven. he's the same character. Yeah, that feels like it's got to be uh, kind of a record, you know, for the guest stars. Right? Yeah, we don't get a lot. I mean, there's been a few of their friends that had a few appearances, but it's not usually not that many. All right, up next we have young Matt. You know, the editor when he was young, played yep. by an actor named Timothy Busfeld or Busfield. It's Busfield. Okay. But the younger one, this is really interesting. So he's got 83 acting credits. But I'm not going to go through them all because he's been on Family Ties before. Oh? And what's interesting is, let's see, he's done, he has a total of three Family Ties episodes. And this is his third of three. But the first two were in season three. He did Little Man on Campus and Best Man, both of which he played Alex's friend named Doug. Oh, Doug. And now he came back as young Matt Gilbert in this one, two seasons later. So wasn't that the friend that got married and and Alex tried to talk him out of it or something? Yeah, best man. Yep. Oh, okay, yeah. Interesting. And then little man on campus, I think he met him at college. I think that's how they became friends there, yeah. And then he got married, and that's now he's, uh, he's young Matt Gilbert. But this is his final appearance. On family ties. Oh, well, you know, he married now, and now he's kind of pretending to be somebody <laughs> who he's he living in the past. used to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so then we have young Elise. Okay. And young Elise played by an actress named Margaret Marks. And she only has three acting credits, so I'm just going to read those as well. She was in a movie called Another Woman, where she played young Marion, which I just think is funny that her other acting credit was playing a young version of someone. And then she was in a movie in 1999 called Temps, which I never heard of. Oh, no. But she did three episodes of Family Ties. This was her first one. And the next two are the same two episodes that young Steven is in. Which checks out. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So we're going to get a young Steven and a young Elise together in season seven. Yes. So we have that to look forward to. Now, there was one other one that's on IMDb, and I don't know. I don't remember this. So remember they talked about Howie and how he his uh, uncle died, and that's who he got the money from? Yeah, Trust Fund Howie. So they never showed a shot of him or anything, right? No, not a photo or anything. No just photos. the check. And then some of the zeros washed away. Someone must be goofing around here then, because they have someone credited as Howie on IMDb. But I think that someone just must have messed with it there. Unless he was, like, deleted or something, you know, out of it. But I don't know how they would know that, so. 
Yeah. We're going to just mention that it's there, but I'm not going to waste our time going through it because there was no Howie in the episode. No. How we know that? <laughs> that was bad. I tried. <laughs> that was really good. I liked it a lot. <laughs> Sha la la la. Was there anything else that I didn't cover that you wanted to go over? <laughs> well, when uh, they were talking about the Ban the Bomb banner, Alex is like, well, you got to let me know so I can get my Ban the Bomb pillows out. <laughs> uh, and then when Alex was talking about, you know, Stephen and Elise's college days and he's talking about their love beads. And I mean, it was just kind of like uh, the the derision in, in his voice was so good <laughs> talking about their their college years. He's definitely not into it. Alex is all upset because this guy's going to be here for a week. And, you know, he's talking about, oh, you know, i got to pretend to care for people. And Elise is like, well, he's only here for a week. And then you can go back to not caring at all. (laughs) (laughs) Hit that one. The English muffins. It made me think, like, where did the English muffin get its name? Hmm. Do they just call them muffins in England? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Probably biscuits or something crazy, you know? Yeah, it's probably something that someone in America made up and called it English muffins and make it sound more British. Yeah, like a French fry. Hmm. Hmm. I'm going to look it up while you tell me the rest of your jokes. All right. Well, there's only two more that uh, I thought were kind of funny. And, you know, when Stephen and Elise are in the bedroom there, right before the uh, the end scene with the, the young Stephen and Elise... Elise is talking and she's like, oh, you know, and you have a wonderful wife. And Heidi was like, do you think she was supposed to say a wonderful life? But then she said wonderful wife. And she kind of just giggled and they left it. Oh, And I said, well, I don't know. It fit perfectly. So either way, but she did kind of laugh and Stephen kind of smiled and giggled a little bit. So I thought that was interesting. interesting. Yeah, I think it's a good theory. And then Alex walks in kind of right after that, and they have that interaction. And then Stephen goes, well, you know, you you turned 40, and your ideals change, and that kind of thing. And Alex goes, oh, yeah, trust me, Dad. I know what it's like to be 40. And then he turns around and walks out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, you're like 21, so (laughs) you got a ways to go still. (laughs) He's He's got an old soul. Yeah, apparently. And then the you know something else that just came to mind is when Andy ran in and he said, "Alex, come here quick. Gold is at four fifteen. <laughs> the room stops and Alex just kind of looks around and then he goes, he looks at Stephen Elise and goes, "Thank you. I love him so much." Yeah, he's a thank you for <laughs> having <runs> out. him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, That's the interaction great. between those two characters is already super good. Yeah, Andy is a good addition. It's been fun. Super fun. I just miss Jen, though, man. Oh, I love Jen so much, and we've so little Jennifer lately. I'm sure she'll get an episode here. Well, I hope so. Sha-la-la-la! So anything on the uh, English muffin front there? Yeah, they really are from England. It dates back to, like, a long time ago. At least in popular culture... The like oldest written one was in an Oscar Wilde poem, I think it said. Let me see. Oh, okay. Yeah, like from the 1800s, but it like goes back even earlier. And there was a common practice of the people that would like go around and sell them were the Muffin Man. Like, do you know the Muffin Man? Oh yeah, they live on Dreary Lane. The first recorded use of the word muffin was in 1703, and recipes for muffins appear in British cookbooks as early as 1747. 
English muffin. Yeah. Like, not like a muffin like we think of in the United States. So, all the way back right. in the 1700s. And it says the guys that would go around selling them, the muffin men, would go around and they would ring a bell to, like, you know, attract people. And that British mm-hmm. Parliament in 1839 passed a bill to prohibit bell ringing by muffin men. But it was not adhered to by the sellers. So, people would still go around, like, breaking the law and ringing the bells. <laughs> So other people knew to come get their muffins. Yeah. Crazy. I wonder why they would pass a law. Was it like the bell like super Yeah, it was just obnoxious people or? like didn't want them to, you know, make that noise. And so people were irritated by it. Interesting. So there you go. I think I know what your homework assignment's going to be for October now. What's that? Well, it's Vincent Price, I know, but maybe you're going to have to get a one of the recipes from the 1703 muffins and make some. Ooh. It's a good idea. It does say, even in 1703, the inside of the muffin was like a honeycomb. So, that fits. Like Interesting. Like. Yeah. Not in texture, not in, like, flavor, you know. Yeah, because it's got all the nooks and crannies now, like uh, Mr. Thomas and his delicious English muffins. Wow. I really thought it was just something that someone made up in America to try to sell their, you know, whatever bread thing they made up. Yeah. Oh, I didn't tell you. I was cutting a bagel the other day, and I tried to cut my finger off. What? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's actually, it's been a week now, and it's uh, doing pretty good, but it was really deep, and it was bleeding really, uh, really hard. Wow. So I really, yeah, but it was Sunday morning, and we were trying to get ready to go to church, and so (laughs) Heidi's like, well, do you think you need to go to urgent care? And I'm like, nah. (laughs) So I super glued it, and I put uh, some gauze on it, and a band-aid, and called it. Oh, man. Well, I sliced my (laughs) thumb pretty good today on a piece of grass. Oh, well, not just regular one piece grass. of grass. Well, it's like a real tall, like, you know, they kind of grow like weeds. I, I don't know if it's like they flower. Oh, I don't know what yeah. you call them, but and, and it wasn't wearing gloves. And this one like popped up and I was like, I'm, I'm just going to pull it out. And I like wrap my hand around it to like pull it out. And it was too deep rooted. So when I pulled, instead of it coming up, my finger just slid all along the like side oh. of the blade and just <laughs> chopped right into my thumb. Sorry, I'm all choked up now just thinking about it. <laughs> oh, that hurts so bad. It was bad. It was oh. like, it felt like a real bad paper cut, but it was like deep enough I had to go and like bandage myself up. Oh, you're like, well, that stupid grass lives there forever yeah, now. Yeah, well, I'm going to go at it with a shovel now instead of grabbing it with my <laughs> fingers. But I was like, oh, I'll just yank it out real quick. Because it's, you know, yard the trash goes out tonight. So I was like filling up the oh. yard waste with stuff and being too yep. lazy to actually get a tool, so... <laughs> well, because, you know, you would think, like, normally you could just grab a piece of grass or yeah. whatever and pull it, and it's fine, but I know exactly that kind that you're talking about. Yeah. It's like trying to pull on, you know, a piece of rope or something. Yep. Wow. No, you, you'd think I learned my lesson, but I'll definitely do it again at some point, so... <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%, you know? <laughs> That's the way we're built as humans. Sha-la-la-la! Speaking of lessons... Yes, speaking of lessons, was there a moral for this episode? So I thought about it for a while, and I kind of thought about, like, you know, when I was younger, what were my ideals? And Heidi and I were talking about it a little bit, and I kind of, you know, just kind of... I went with my first thought on it, and it was life changes your perspective when you have a family, and your ideals change with the passing of time. Because the things that were important to you when you were 20... Take on a whole different outlook now when you have kids. Like, I'm more worried about what my kids are going through than what I'm going through or what I'm thinking about. You know, I want to make sure to protect them. And it made me think, like, Matt probably lost that because he, you know, or never got that because 
I, they never talked about him having a family or anything. And so it was easy for him to say, well, Steven changed. Well, yeah, Steven changed. He evolved, you know. Right. He's got five other people now that depend on him. And Matt doesn't have that. I would venture to say, too, because, I mean, my my takeaway was very similar. But just that, you know, as you as you age, as you go through life, you know, your perspective and your change should change. Hopefully you're growing and maturing throughout your life, you know, because gosh, I think about like some of the stuff I thought and did is in high school and then even in college. And I'm like, I was, I was dumb then, you know, right? <laughs> like I'm yeah. so glad that I've, I've matured and like calmed down about stuff, you know, and it doesn't mean that I'm like not who I was and that I don't like, I understand where I was at at those times, but like, Hopefully, as you go through life and you have experience, whether it's with a family or just being older and having life experience, you're going to grow and mature in those viewpoints. And, and oh, uh, yeah, it's a good thing. So embrace it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, it, you know, when I was in high school, I didn't want any kids. You know, yeah. when even when I met Heidi, I was like, OK, let's have like one. And, you know, <laughs> we ended up uh, going a different route altogether. Yeah. So one turned into four. That's that's quite a few more than one. <laughs> <laughs> it is actually. <laughs> Some would say it's four times as many. <laughs> Some would. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the stuff that I did when I was a kid, you know, if I did it now, I would die. <laughs> right, that's true too. Yeah. <laughs> Some of my thoughts and ideals. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a good lesson, and I think it's a good lesson for all of us to grow and learn as we go into our second hundred episodes. I mean, we're heading into, this is the first episode of our second hundred, right? That yeah. Makes sense. Okay. That's what I meant. Yeah, the say. second hundred. Yeah. <laughs> I hope we all grow and learn along with the Keatons, and I hope we come back for a lot of great episodes about family ties, because we've got a lot more coming. Well, you know I'll be here. I know you will, and I'll be there right by your side. Oh, Will you be right here waiting for me? I will. Time Whatever after time. Whatever it takes and how your heart breaks. <laughs> Well, uh, Keith, if anyone else wants to be there by our side, how would they get a hold of us? How do they let us know that time after time they'll be next to us? Well, Phil, we have so many great ways for people to interact with us. We first off have our website at alexbkeatonismyfriend.com. They can email us at alexbkeatonismyfriend at gmail.com. The easiest way is probably to find us on Facebook, as long as you've got a social media. And yes. we have uh, the the page, the Alex P. Keaton is my friend page. And then we also have a group. If you'd like to interact with other Alex P. Keaton is my friend listeners, we it's called a group. No, a group for the friends of the Alex P. Keaton is my friend page. Oh, you were like one word off. So close. No, dang so it. Close. Oh, I'm getting so close. You really are, though. I mean, like, that was that was as close as you've ever been. Well, I promise by season six, I'll get it right. <laughs> I'm going to crush it. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Well, yes, please write to us or join our group. Let us know what you guys are up to. Don't forget that we are going to be on a brief hiatus for spring break, so... Don't uh, don't worry, we're not going anywhere. Well, I am, but he's not going anywhere. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow, well played, sir. Oh, well played. Man, I well, I might to. just post in the group then, just for fun. Now, <laughs> there you go, there you go. I'm gonna post pictures of you. <laughs> I didn't even mean to say it, but then I just had to roll with it, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, you crushed it. That was awesome. <laughs> well, you're awesome, Keith. Thank you for recording with me. 
Ah, well, thank you. This was fun. Even though I have to admit, this was not my favorite episode. It was very political and very kind of sad. And not like sad like when Steven was, you know, helping his mom. It was sad like he was like kind of like lamenting that he's not the same person he was. And I don't think that that's a fair assessment for him. No, I, I don't either. And I think Elise was right on with telling him that, like, what he does now has, has matters, you know. And maybe it's not yeah. the same things he was doing, but it's important. And it's important to the people around him. Yep. It's more important to the people around him because they're dependent on him. Yeah. So, so yeah. It was good. Well, it was definitely wasn't a laugh out loud one for the most part. There was a couple good laughs, but it was, yeah, it was a little more contemplative. Well, fingers crossed that next week's episode is going to be a little bit more of the uh, laugh out loud. You know? All right. They, they're usually pretty good about mixing it up. So I, I think yeah. we're in for some good laughs. Well, we'll <laughs> find out after spring break. So thank you all for yes. listening. We appreciate you being along with us for the ride. And we'll be back again in a couple weeks for another very special episode of Alex P. Keaton is my friend. What would we do, baby, without us? What would we do, baby, without us? And there ain't no nothing we can love each other through. What would we do, baby, without us? Shalala. Oh.